on this episode, I have to break down how the Lions have suddenly gotten into a very interesting situation. They are the team to beat, not like the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll explain what I mean in this episode. Plus, the biggest games of this weekend, it is the beginning of bowl season, and of course, basketball is in full swing. You'll find that, plus a little bit more, on this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. Here we go. It is Friday, December 16th. Welcome back to the Get Stuck Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Austin Stokel. It has been a tremendous week, but I actually got to start last weekend. And things have been busy. It's Christmas season. It is the holidays, uh, a celebration for whatever religion you practice and whatever holidays you, you see and witness, such as Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas anything in this time of year. So happy holidays, everyone. I hope everyone is doing well. This will be the first of two episodes before 2023. And this is going to be the last one before the Christmas holiday. Excuse me. So Tuesday wasn't here. It was busy. It was a busy week. Everyone's going through a busy week. But today is the day that I got to break down the Detroit Lions. And I got to say, they are looking like a dangerous team. They are a team that has gotten their, I want to say their spit together. I'm not actually going to say the word, but that's another way to put it. They got their spit together. They got their stuff together. And Dan Campbell is loving his labor or the fruits of his labor finally we're starting to see not the same old lions but this new progressing team yes they're young but they're getting there they have a top 10 quarterback jared goff he is balling out of his mind the lions beating the vikings at home which was a phenomenal game very fun game and I got to say, it is fun to watch the Lions again. They have found their stride. Their defense is, of course, not perfect. They're young. They're still getting the hang of things. But they are progressing at a faster pace than I thought they would. First seven games of the season, one and six. After that, five and one. They only have one loss, and that was Thanksgiving to the Bills. Yes, they've had a little bit of a cupcake schedule where they should have won all those games, but I got to say, they outperformed and exceeded every expectation I had. Yes, the defense has its flaws. Yes, the offense isn't always going to be perfect, and they're never going to score on every drive. But Jared Goff is that guy. Jared Goff is the quarterback that Detroit needed after trading Matthew Stafford to the Rams. And the Rams are 4-9. They have given the Lions a top five pick as of right now. If the Rams continue to lose that five pick, top five pick 
continues to be a lock for the Detroit Lions. So really, the Detroit Lions in the long run are benefiting from this trade more than the Rams are. The Rams, they bought into their present, into the present. When I say present, I meant last year. Let's say the the present for last year. When this trade occurred, they bought in to the present. They brought in Von Miller from Denver. They brought in Matthew Stafford. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr. from Cleveland. They are looking good at this point. Again, this is last year. They won the Super Bowl. Fast forward to now. They're 4-9. They gave the Lions a a first-round pick with Jared Goff. And Jared Goff, everyone thought, oh, he's going to be a very decent quarterback. He's going to be mediocre. He's not going to be that great or something along those lines. Now that he actually has weapons around him, yes, they're young. Amin Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, Jameson Williams, now that he's back. And Jameson Williams debuted against the Vikings. His first catch was a touchdown from Jared Goff, right on the money, wide open. Fans went nuts. And now that he has these offensive weapons around him, plus tight ends that are still rookies, but they're getting ball touches and they're getting yardage. Plus, you have a run game that looked a little weak to me against the Vikings, but when they needed them to, they got the yardage behind DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. This is a scary offense. This is a team that nobody expected to be in this position. Everyone thought, oh, maybe they'll win four, five, six games exceed the total from last season of three which at this point they have and it is glorious they doubled their win total from last season already well into the season well earlier well how should I put this they exceeded that total less than halfway through the season they doubled it they are they are doing so well right now, ladies and gentlemen. They are a team that is not to be underestimated. The players are picking up what Dan Campbell is putting down. And if the Lions continue on this path with this big culture change that Dan Campbell has brought in after an atrocious three seasons with Matt Patricia, and don't get me started there. That was terrible. Lions fans hate him, but I believe Mac Jones hates him more. And that's a story for a different day. Dan Campbell has brought to the table what what uh, Jim Schwartz and Jim Codwell and Patrick Mif- Patricia failed to bring when they were here as in Detroit. They have failed to bring a change in culture. They have failed to bring motivation for this team. And the closest one to do it was... Jim Codwell, where they had two back-to-back 97 seasons. He was the closest one to do it. And then the Lions let him go, saying it wasn't efficient enough. Then that's where Matt Patricia came in, and that was terrible. Now that they hired Dan Campbell, now that they have brought in an enthusiastic, energetic, motivated assistant head coach out of New Orleans as their new head coach for the Lions... I understand there's a lot of speculation about how well he was going to do. <clears throat> and considering how they did last season, to- completely understandable. You know, first-year head coach, it's a rebuild year. I understand completely. 
at least win a couple games. And they did. They won them at the end of the season. They actually started to look like they were gelling and clicking and looking more comfortable and more energetic and more motivated than what they did in the previous 12, 13 games. Now come hard knocks and the Lions, what's not to love about them? They're fun to watch. Their practices were amazing. And Aiden Hutchinson breaking out Michael Jackson moves. I got to say, this is a team that you could definitely follow behind, especially if you want a bandwagon team. And for us Lions fans, we've been loyal for who knows how long. And we've always known that one day they may find their way again. And this is starting to happen much sooner than a lot of us have expected. They're 6-7. and They're second in the NFC North. They beat the Vikings to prevent them from clinching the NFC North. They beat the Packers. They beat the Bears. They tied with Minnesota. Up next is the Jets, who they are the one-and-a-half-point favorite underdog to the Jets, and they have a very good defense. But the offense for the Lions is not to be messed with. They are on a roll. They are red hot. They have the momentum, and they're getting hot at the right time. And I was telling a couple of my friends, a couple of colleagues of mine, if there is one game that the Lions could lose in these next four games, whether that's the Jets, the Panthers, the Bears, or the Packers, I would have to say the Packers because it's difficult to play at Lambeau Field in January. Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking for a win over the Lions, who I guess would be the biggest rivalry if in my mind in the NFC North, Packers-Lions, where the Packers have just dominated. And I would have to say that is a, t- that is a game to lose. Then you'd be at 9-8 and eight and potentially in a position to get into the playoffs depending on what the Seahawks have done, what the Giants have done, Commanders, and so on. Now they're in they're in this little bit of predicament. It, it'd be nice to see them win out. Beat the Jets at, at MetLife Stadium. Beat the Panthers, Bank of America Stadium. Beat the Bears at home. Then beat the Packers at Lambeau. Then you're in a position to be 10-6, and six, or 10-7, and seven, excuse me, which... I do not recall them winning 10 games in my lifetime. If they did, I would love to, for someone to tell me. Now they're in this position of they are getting hot at the right time. Their defense is looking more mature, more aggressive, and more motivated to either sack whoever they're playing or to stop the run or to play efficient defense in the secondary. But at the same time, you can't commit penalties. But that's always a part of the game. And as a Lions fan, I'm holding my breath a little bit. But at the same time, I am very excited to see what the Lions can do. Because they are a team that nobody expected to be in the position that they're at now. They almost beat the Philadelphia Eagles. They almost beat the Bills. They they can do so many things with this team. And in the offseason, with this culture that they're creating, that the team is 
buying into, which I think is, is a great culture that Dan Campbell is laying down. This is a culture that wants to change the mentality of how people see Detroit, of being the laughing stock or the butt of the NFL. This is a team that wants to change the narrative around Detroit, around the Motor City, around the state of Michigan, if, if for a lack of a few better words. This is a team that when I predicted who will kind of um, who will improve the fastest, I didn't think the Lions would do it. I'd say they were second behind the Red Wings, if I remember correctly. It'd be Lions or Red Wings, Lions, Pistons, Tigers. But now that the Red Wings are also doing well, they're above 500, which is good to see. But at the at the same time, the Lions, yes, they're under 500, but they have a chance to be 500 and continue going above 500 after this week. This is a must-win game for the Lions. So I'm going to give you my predictions now. They are, if I remember correctly, a one-and-a-half point underdog, excuse me, not favorite, underdog to the Jets, New York Jets. Now, the Jets are starting Zach Wilson, who, if you remember seeing in ESPN, Fox, wherever you get your news sports or sports news, excuse me, they weren't happy with Zach Wilson after his performance in New England. And rightfully so. He wasn't didn't really take a whole lot of responsibility and kind of put himself above everyone else in a, in a way. And I got to say, <clears throat> this is good news and bad news for Zach Wilson because we're underestimating him to we're underestimating him quite a bit. And now that he's in, he has a chance to prove himself to play well and beat the Lions, where it's now a one-point favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. I I read this wrong. Detroit is a one-point favorite. Ooh, this, this changes things. Because of their momentum, they are now a one-point favorite to a 7-6 and six Jets team. The second time where a team below 500 is favored to win against a team above 500? Whoa. This just got so much more interesting, ladies and gentlemen. This is not what I expected because yesterday, or even earlier today, I saw one-and-a-half-point favorite for the Jets. Now it's a one-point favorite for the Lions. So Vegas knows something might happen in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And if you look at kind of the passing leaders for this game, Jared Goff has almost 3,500 yards, 22 touchdowns. Jamal Williams, 806 yards, 14 touchdowns. And Amon Ross St. Brown. There's no Jets player on this passing leader thing. That's shocking. That is shocking. Oh, my goodness. This is exciting. I am excited. This just got me more excited for this game. And this weekend, I'll be flying out of town visiting some friends, enjoying the Christmas holiday so, um, somewhere else. And, of course, when I'm at the Detroit airport, I'm going to wear my Detroit Lions jersey. I'm going to play this game on my computer. I'm going to plug in my speaker, and I'm going to blare it. I don't care. It's the Lions. One pride. Defend the den, even though they're not in 
Detroit. So I will say this. This is my prediction, and then after this, I'll continue my NFL predictions, and then I'll move on to my next topic. So, of course, 1 o'clock, CBS, Detroit one-point favorite. Give me the Lions. I'm excited to see what they can do. Yes, they're in cold weather. Yes, they played at their 1-0 this season at MetLife Stadium. They beat the Giants in MetLife. They can do it again against the Jets. They can definitely do it again. And I'm excited as heck that they can. Give me the Lions on this team. Or, excuse me, give me the Lions in this game. I'm going to go 35-21 Lions with the defense, two interceptions, one for a 15-yard run back. Not a touchdown, 15 yards back the other way. And... Jared Goff, I don't think he's going to have one interception, knock on wood. He has gone, I believe, six games or five games without an interception. Excuse me. That is crazy to me. He has become more accurate. He has shown his ability to be a playmaker. He has shown his ability to, when he has players around him, such as the people I've listed earlier, He is in a very comfortable position. And if he really needs to, he can run out of the pocket and gain a few yards, like he showed against the Vikings. So give me the Lions. Give me the Lions. They will be 500 at this game. This is the game that will make it or break their season. Give me the Lions, 35-21 in East Rutherford. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot emphasize enough how excited I am for this Lions team. And I'm going to be continuing to talk about them in weeks to come. And then another big game that I really like. Well, of course, this is Saturday. Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo is a seven-point favorite. It's going to be cold. It's probably going to be snowing. Josh Allen is going to be in his element. He played at Wyoming. Wyoming's not a very warm environment either. So he's kind of used to it. Give me the Bills. 42-17. It's going to be a big win for the Bills. And I don't think the Miami Dolphins are going to be comfortable to play in the snow. I don't think they're going to be comfortable to play in 20-degree weather. Give me the Bills. Give me the Bills 42-17. I believe that's what I said. But I'm going to stick with 42-17. And Josh Allen, my QB1 for fantasy, is going to go off. He is going to throw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Stefan Diggs is going to go off too. I'm calling it right now. 42 to 17. Another big game that is happening this weekend. Let's see. I had it. It went somewhere. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it went somewhere. I'm looking for it. You know what? Sure. Let's go with this one. Cardinals Broncos. Both bottom of their divisions. Broncos are eliminated. They can eliminate the Cardinals potentially with this win. Denver is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Kyler Murray's out. Colt McCoy is in. You know what? Give me the Broncos just because of their defense. Their offense is going to be abysmal, but give me the Broncos 19-17. It's going to be a close game. Nail-biter at mile high. Yeah, give me the Broncos. Russell Wilson, he needs a rebound win, and this is going to be it. Then another big game, probably the biggest game of the day, other than the Lions-Jets, 
Bengals at Buccaneers, Cincinnati, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Tom Brady, can he get it done against the red-hot 9-4 Bengals? Yeah, give me the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, why would I go against him? Michigan alum, give me the Buccaneers 24-20 to 20 in Raymond James, Raymond James Stadium. Tom Brady, most of the time, give me Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. Joe Burrow, he's chasing it. He's in year three. He's chasing that. And he needs to win a few Super Bowls, though, which I think he'll win a couple. I don't think he'll win seven. But give me the Buccaneers. Then, last but not least, we have Rams at Packers at Lambeau. Packers, seven-point favorite. Aaron Rodgers. Give me Aaron Rodgers. I'm... I'm not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers. They have the better offense right now. The Rams don't have Cooper Cup. They don't have Matt Stafford. Baker Mayfield is playing, which honestly, I'm not going to go I'm not going to doubt Baker Mayfield. He's actually played pretty well in his first game as a Ram. He played fairly well, and he reignited his chances of being a starting QB somewhere. If it's with the Rams, cool. Cool. I'd love to see it. But give me the Packers because Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, all good pieces for Aaron Rodgers right now. They are building their trust with him, and they are building a relationship. They are building that offense. Give me the Packers 35-10. to 10. Packers defense are going to shut down Baker Mayfield and the Rams, and that is my NFL predictions for this upcoming weekend. So today marks the beginning of bowl season for college football. And there were a couple games today, nothing too major, nothing of utter importance. But these bowl games, of course, are they're huge for the teams playing them. It's their last chance to get a win. And they are definitely trying to make their last impression with the season. And, of course, some players aren't going to play with their teams because they want to improve their chances in the NFL draft. Completely fine. So today, first game of the bowl series, Miami of Ohio versus UAB. This was for the Thomas Thomas A. Robinson National Stadium. I'm sorry. That was that's the name of the stadium. I don't know why I was looking at it. But this is the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. And this is of course in Nassau in the Bahamas. So UAB 124 to 20. They improved to seven and six. Miami loses to six and seven. Next game that happened today: number twenty-five ranked UTSA and number twenty-four ranked Troy in the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl in Orlando. And this, I was watching this game. This was a very defensive battle between these two teams. Troy got the best of UTSA, eighteen to two. The only reason they have this is a safety. And frankly, kind of cool. Kind of cool. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a different team that got the safety, and I'll talk to about them in a second. But Troy, 18-12 to 12 over UTSA. And then coming up tomorrow, we have a good amount of games, ladies and gentlemen. Kicking things off is Cincinnati, Louisville, then Florida, Oregon State, Washington, Fresno State, Rice, Southern Miss, 
SMU, BYU, Northern Texas, and Boise State. So, of course, I got to start with Cincinnati, Louisville. Louisville being a two-point favorite. Give me the give me the Bearcats. Luke Fickle's last game as a Bearcat. I'm gonna say he's wanted to go out on a good note at Cincinnati. He's not gonna want to lose. He's not wanting to leave Cincinnati on a bad note for Wisconsin. Give me Cincinnati, 24 to 21. Florida, Oregon State. Oregon State is a six, eight and a half point favorite. Excuse me. They are a sneaky good team. If they can pick up a good transfer quarterback, i.e. the one from Clemson, they could be a very interestingly good team. But that is a discussion for a later date. Give me Oregon State. And I know Florida's going to try to put up a fight. And this is a very lopsided matchup. I'm sorry, but this is. But give me Oregon State 35-17. to I think this is going to be a good game for the Beavers. Then Washington State. At Fresno State, Fresno State being four-point favorite in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Yeah, give me Fresno State. Why not? I'll go with them. I don't really know a whole lot about these two teams, but I will say Fresno State, in the one game I saw them play, they impressed me very well. I'm sorry. My Apple Watch just went off on me. Apologies about that. <laughs> give me Fresno State. Excuse me. Yeah, give it give them to me twenty eight to twenty one in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Then this next matchup, don't know a whole lot about these teams, but Rice, Southern Miss. Southern Miss is a six and a half point favorite. And I'm surprised Rice got in. They're five and seventeen. Playing in Mobile, Alabama. But yeah, give me the Southern Miss team. Southern Miss University of Southern Mississippi. Yeah, I'll take him. 32-14. to 14. That is going to be my prediction for this game. Then the next game, SMU and BYU. BYU really fell off the map after they lost to Baylor earlier this season. And this is going to be the New Mexico Bowl. Kind of fitting for both of them, actually. In Albuquerque, New Mexico. SMU, a 4.5 point favorite. Yeah, I'll take the Mustangs. 42-35. to 35 in New Mexico for the Mustangs. Then, last but not least, we have North Texas against Boise State. Boise State is a 10.5-point favorite, the largest margin of the Saturday slate of games. Yeah, give me the Broncos. They historically have been a very good postseason team. They've made the, pl- the bowl season slate for... I think they have one of the longest streaks actively going on to the Bulls. So, yeah, give me the Broncos. I'm going to say 56-10. to This is going to be a very good, interesting game to watch. I'm excited for it. I'm, I've am i kind of been a Broncos fan, a bandwagon fan, I'd have to say. But that is it for Saturday, and there are more bowl games to come. Stay tuned. Watch them. Have fun. We'll see what happens with bowl game season. Before I go, I have to shout out the Red Wings and the Pistons. I'll do the Red Wings first. The Red Wings, because they have had a few injuries on their team. Dylan Larkin, Tyler Bertuzzi, just to name a couple guys. And they have continued to play very well. 
their head coach, Lolland, he is trying to reroute this narrative that the Red Wings have, where they've kind of been the dumpstick of the NHL for the last few years. Historically, they've been good. Historically, they have been one of the best teams of all time. And with the Red Wings playing here in a few days, they just lost 4-1 to against Minnesota at Minnesota. It was a very interesting game, to say the least, for Minnesota. It's a very physical game, I'd have to say. Uh, but Detroit, they have proven that they are resilient. They're trying to get their reputation back. And I got to say, they are losing four straight. They're 13-10-6. Can they turn things around against the Senators? And Lalonde, he's proven to have a very good track record. So I have no doubt in my mind that the Red Wings are in very capable hands. First-year head coach, I'm not too worried. If they remain above 500, that's all that matters to me. Then going on to the Pistons. They are in a fight right now, that's for sure, against the Sacramento Kings. And I'm pretty sure they did lose tonight, but it's the Pistons. They are a team that has not been very good this season. Cade Cunningham's out with an injury. Their rookies have shown off pretty well, though. They are a young team. They need to keep as many of those guys as possible to learn and grow from each other and actually gain experience because they're playing much better teams than themselves. They're hanging in there. I believe they're one or two pieces away from actually being a very good contender in the East. And considering how tough their division is right now, you have Cleveland, you have Indiana, you have Chicago and Milwaukee. It's going to be hard to compete with those guys and win games. And if they can find those few pieces, I'm not exactly sure what they are. I think they're in good hands. I believe they're in a better situation now for success in the future than they are in the long run. But shout out to the Pistons. I hope you guys find your groove. It's close. You guys are close. And best of luck to you guys down the stretch. And I got to say, I'm backing you guys up no matter what. No matter what. That does it for me on this Friday, December 16th edition of the Get Stoke Podcast. I will actually be out of town for the next 10 days, so there will be no Tuesday episode. There will be no Friday episode, and there will be no Tuesday episode. I will be returning Friday, December 30th. The last one before the new year. So I'll have a lot to cover and come back to. And until then, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And if I don't see you, this is, of course, a quote from a good, very good movie, The, Her- the Truman Show. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Have a good one.